Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Uh, Folks, we appreciate each and every one of you listening to our show. And we have a rock star guest. Many of you probably already know who the hell she is because I met her probably the same way you have because she keeps retargeting me all over online, following me on all these different social platforms. And one day I'm finally like, who the hell is this chick? And uh, we sort of ran into each other and uh, we're like, let's do a show. Did a show for her podcast and now she's here on our podcast. So we want to go ahead and welcome the lovely Krista Mishore to the show. How you doing, Krista? I'm good, Mike. It's May Shore, but everybody- I, I, I'm used to butchering names um, online. Okay. You should hear some of these. They're pretty funny, but yeah, I just, hey, welcome to the show. <laughs> notice, I, notice I didn't um, correct you earlier because I know you do that, so I was waiting until now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, awesome. Krista, please go ahead. For some of our listeners, for the two or three people who don't know who you are, could you go ahead and give them a little bit about yourself and let's get into it. Yeah, so I've been in the top 1% of real estate agents nationwide for about 18 years running. And now for the past two years, I am now teaching real estate agents and lenders. And now we're venturing off into local professionals. We're launching that in January. How to utilize digital marketing and video in conjunction with social media to become known as the authority expert in their field to dominate, make an impact and stop chasing clients and start attracting them. Yeah, we like that. And it's cool because uh, I'm actually, after we did our show, I friended both of your pages, your coaching page and then also your uh, real estate page. So I am seeing the real estate content that you're creating on there. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about that yeah. um, in a little bit. Obviously, you've been in business, what, 18 years, you said? Yeah, 18, 18 19 years. <laughs> what year was that when you got in? 2001, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's, that's funny. That's exactly the year I started, 2001, 2002. But back then, this whole traction thing wasn't there. Remember, like I remember when I started, we started around the same time. I was 22 years old when I started in the business. And that's when it was all like, call, sell. The first set of the leads I got were eight month old leads on a printout sheet, 20 pages long. They gave them to me. And I actually sold a couple houses calling through that list. But I knew immediately that I was like, fuck this. I am not going to do this the rest of my life because I don't want to chase business and try to get people to want to work with me. I hated sales. I hated it. Yeah. Uh, tell me what happened with you. How did you start? Because this stuff wasn't around back then. No. How did you find it? I was a teacher. So I taught third grade for six years. I was an elementary school teacher. And I, one day I got a phone call from one of my girlfriends basically telling me that my husband was having an affair, uh, which he was. And then within about two weeks, he left the house. I had zero money in my bank account, was, was drained with two daughters ages uh, three and five, and we had just bought a brand new house. And I was left with the house and the payment, and I just left my full-time teaching job to kind of play real estate because my daughter was really, really sick. And so I wanted to just be kind of like a sell one or two houses a year kind of a person. And I had to just completely throw myself into real estate. I sold 69 houses that year. First year? Yep. Where did the business come from? Wow, shit. Where did the business come from? 
I was like you. I hit the pavement. Um, basically, when you have a strong desire, which at that time my desire was to keep my kids in their home, to keep them safe, to keep them secure. That was my focus and my mission. And because of that mission, I did whatever it took. And so, you know, I worked a lot. I worked probably 12, 16 hour days pretty much every day. On the days that I had my daughters, because we had 50-50 custody, I would try to be home by five or six. But I was door knocking back then, doing open houses every single weekend, doing open houses during the week. But then being, you know, emphatic about following up, making sure that when I met with buyers, because they were, that was 69 buyers, all buyers back then. I didn't have an assistant. I didn't have yeah. a coordinator. It was like, I was going crazy. Yeah. I didn't get a listing for three years. Yeah, yeah. I was 22. People are going to trust me to sell their fucking house. Like, they're like, hell no, I'm not going to trust this kid. Like, literally, I was doing keg stands two years ago, and yeah, I'm going to sell your $500,000 house. I wouldn't hire me either. Yeah. It was all buyer leads. You said something important, and I don't know if you guys picked up on this. Folks, she was a teacher. Hello? Did you guys get that? Okay, you have to look at yourself as a teacher when you get into content creation. That's why it picked up so easily for you, is because you're already in the business of teaching people, teaching kids, but teaching. That means you like talking. You like explaining, right? Yes. And you like educating. That's so funny, because I have a, my master's degree is in um, curriculum and instruction, but my bachelor's is in psychology. So when people are selling their house, like you're pretty much a psychologist half the time. We're therapists, right? So we have to listen to people. We have to be willing to take the time to educate them. And I think what happens with many real estate agents and lenders is that they feel like everyone just knows everything. They assume. So they don't take the time to really educate and help and explain. And, and we forget that this is someone's most important investment. I mean, and they're so emotionally, just absolutely, you know, emotionally just freaked out about it and excited and it's, they have to have it. They want everything. We forget that. And we need to put ourselves back in the shoes of who we're dealing with. And we need to start remembering that so that we can better serve our clients. You're hundred percent right. And it brings back a, a memory of mine because I was 22 when I started in real estate, I assumed that the only way I was ever going to convert everyone is I had to beat them a know-how. I had to be the educator. That was the only reason I ever got started. Like I, I felt it way above and beyond in educating people. And that was always a part of our process. Then we started turning into content. And you're exactly right. A lot of people think that, assume that, folks, this is what people think of us as our jobs. They think we're a bunch of fucking commodities that can open doors for a bunch of people. They think every single person provides the same value, every single agent. And if you don't believe me, that's why every single year you lose a deal to little cousin Billy, the realtor that just got his license and yet they're going to use a, they're going to sell a $2 million house with them. That's because blood's thicker than water. If they did think that Billy was better than you, they think Billy's the same as you. That's why they chose Billy over you. If they really knew the truth. Are you wanting a kickstart on your business and you want to learn how to be the go-to professional in your industry? Well, guess what? I've got a challenge for you. It's five days of coaching. It's brand new. Just go to kristamayshore.com slash client conversion. That's kristamayshore.com slash client conversion. And you'll get a training with me for five straight days. That's going to help kickstart you as the go-to professional in your industry. So sign up and I'll see you there. They wouldn't do that. Not with their biggest asset, but you can't differentiate yourself without education. Uh, but it's our responsibility to make sure that we're doing that. See, the problem is, is that if you're losing a deal over Billy Bob, you know,'s grandma's friend's sister's brother, it's because you properly did not establish yourself as the authority figure. You didn't show that you have a unique value add and that you're different than everyone else. And they need you because that difference of them not hiring is going to equate to thousands and thousands of dollars in their pocket. 100%. I always just tell my agents this. 
I, I say it's the little things that you're consistent with in life that really get the next big deal. And I'll give you a couple examples. I'm sure this has happened to you. I feel like you're my sister. Well, I'm, la I'm laughing because I just said that exact if, same thing. Did you? That's funny. Did you ever, uh, have you ever like been out drinking with some friends, having some wine or whatever, and then you're like, ah, oh, I got to go home. You're like, oh no, I don't want to go. Like, fuck it, I'm going to stay, have another glass of wine. All right, you stay, you have another drink with the friends, and all of a sudden someone walks in and you end up getting a $700,000 deal. You get home that night and you're like, holy shit, if I didn't stay that 30 minutes, I have $15,000 less in my pocket today. Yes. So that's what happens with content creation, folks, is that when you're consistent, and it's, you don't know when it's going to come. You don't. You don't know when people are going to reach out to you and start saying, hey, uh, I'm going to go buy or sell. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go do that. But when you're consistent with the content creation, you win every single time. I sold people about this podcast. I've never promoted this podcast once. Never. I've never really promoted my business. I haven't ran ads much. I've always been 100% consistent on content creation. And because of that, I was able to build a brand. Think about how many opportunities that you're missing because you're not showing up in the right place at the right time. How many opportunities are you missing because you're not producing content? You have no idea how, how many opportunities you're missing. Because the more that you speak to somebody's message at the time they need it and it, it speaks their name, they're more likely to hear it and boom, an opportunity happens. I can tell you what, imagine if you just miss one opportunity a month because you're not producing content, equate that to what your average commission is. For me, it's $144,000 a year that I'm losing if it was just one deal, right? Because of not being consistent. And I'm not going to let that happen to me. I mean, right now, it's no longer a choice of whether or not you should be producing content. Do you know, people are not watching TV anymore. They're watching Netflix. They're watching YouTube. They're watching videos. More content is uploaded onto the internet in 30 days. Please listen. More content video is uploaded onto the internet in 30 days, more so than every single major network combined over the past 100 years. Damn. That's a true stat. So you basically, you have your own reality TV show. It never became so affordable to absolutely start marketing yourself. And why do we market ourselves, right? I mean, do you know Grant Wise? Mm -hmm. Grant Wise talks about something called, and it's, it's, this is, he just told me about it, so I, I like to at least mention him, but a parasocial relationship. Yeah. A parasocial relationship is when we're young, we're watching TV, okay? And we're taught that the person on the other side of that TV we start to develop a relationship with them. We think we know them. We're personally involved with them. And we start to see them as sort of a celebrity type. We give them a certain status. We've been genetically programmed for this. It's programmed. Mm -hmm. When you start showing up on the other end by producing content, using video, properly distributing it on the social media channels so people actually see it, you are establishing yourself as the authority figure and you're programming into their minds that you are someone of importance that they need to listen to. Yep. This is why you guys that like Gary Vee says, turn into local celebrity or Tom Ferry or any of these people, everyone's saying, turn it, you're hearing this term, turn local celebrity, local celebrity, local celebrity. It's for that exact reason. I think that the biggest hurdle I think that people have with a lot of this is viewing content creation as lead generation, mainly because it's not instant gratification. Would you walk us through that? And meaning like, People don't want to create, because let's be honest, like I want to create content, but I'm not going to get a lead from that content for a month. Or, you know, it's not going to happen right away. Therefore, we don't do it. Whereas, but I could go to Zillow right now and go buy a bunch of leads. And even though they're not really buyers, <laughs> I could, it makes me feel better. Why is that? 
Okay, so one of the things that most marketers, no matter what profession you're in, that they make a mistake, right? They want to get married before they ever want to date somebody. So what they do is they start trying to generate leads, right? Which nobody wants to give them their information or call back or answer the phone because they just want to jump straight into getting married or jump straight into bed. You don't just go straight to bed or get married. You first, you like somebody, you look them up online, you start texting them, you send them a, you know, you do video chats, you go for coffee, you go for lunch, then you start holding hands and you kiss, then you jump in bed or you get married, right? Yep. And people are forgetting to do this. When you're producing content and you're showing up as the authority figure, you're establishing a relationship with your community. You're breaking down barriers. You're getting them to know you, to like you, and to trust you, and to position yourself as the authority figure. When you do that, it's not just generating leads, it's actually turning those leads into clients. And the referrals come up, like your referrals are going to skyrocket because I know that everyone listening thinks that you're the best agent in the world. You're the best lender in the world. You do your job so well. Well, guess what? How many times have you been, like you said, at a restaurant and you see your past client that just loved you and they're like, oh my God, I'm so happy I bought a new house. And you're all, huh? It Because they forgot about you because you did not continue to show up in their face. You, did, you continued to not continue to establish yourself as the authority figure. Yeah. They forgot about you. And you do, when you're constantly producing content, and I have this thing called the five C's. If you consistently produce content, you're more likely to convert because you're connecting with people. Okay. If you do, if you continue to do this over and over, you've got a full complete lead generating machine. Folks, this is why the people that, you know, any audience for that, we're talking about audience, building a bunch of a group of people collectively know who the hell you are. 10 to 15% of that group are moving this year. Statistically, 100% of that group have a referral for you. When 72% of people close with the first agent they meet with, the game has become the first agent they meet with. Well, what does that mean? Well, the first agent they meet with is typically the first person they think of. When they're ready to take that action, that's attention, folks. This is not lead generation, but it is. It's just changed format. So I try to get this around people's heads all the time and be like, listen, guys, don't overthink this stuff. The same way that we would prospect or we would time block for cold calling back in the day or anything, door knocking, whatever the hell you're doing, is the exact same way that we prospect for content creation, except we're not making outbound calls, we're creating inward content. We take that content and then we make it outbound to the masses. So the marketing thing, the time, the consumption of this stuff, there's not more time involved in making videos because the truth is you should probably be spending the time you're prospecting on shit that's not working with making content, right? <laughs> because it's the same freaking thing. So here's the deal. People say that they don't have time to do video and I wanna show you how you you don't not have the time. It's absolutely essential. So when you create a video, I call this video repurposing, right? It's, it's like making your, your content go viral. Yep. You take that video, you record it, and then you take the video over to something like rev.com, you get it transcribed. So you post that video on Facebook as a normal post on your business page or your personal page. Then you take that same video and you run an ad behind it to your ads manager account on social media. Therefore, that's two posts. You take yep. that video you put that video on YouTube that's three things you take that video you put it on your website that's four things you take that transcription you put it on your website that's five things you take that transcription you put the transcription as a long-form post on Facebook you add some emojis that's what we had six or seven things you then take that same transcription and put it on your website as a transcription 
Now when videos are going on YouTube and they're going on your website, now you're creating search engine optimization. So when people start to search, they, you start to come up in their search where they're looking, which is online. Once you start posting these videos on YouTube and online, they never go away. So today you might only have 10 views, but in a year from now you have one 3,000 views. Yep. And it never goes away. You are inadvertently prospecting, you're inadvertently cold calling, you're inadvertently door knocking when you're producing content because you're showing up on a regular basis and they cannot forget about you. 100%, well said. Let's do another way on an experience that everyone can relate to. Um, and I'll, let's play it, this will be fun. Krista, when's the last vacation you've taken? 